we don't get what we want, we get what we believe. And if we believe that this is going to come with grace and ease, then why can't it? Who said it had to be hard? Who said I had to struggle? Who said this would be stressful? Hey there, this is Patrice Washington from patricewashington.com, where we chase purpose, not money. Welcome back to the Redefining Wealth Podcast. I'm super excited. We are coming off such an amazing series. I mean, absolutely life-changing series. Results Not Resolutions was fire. I know if you listen to a few or every episode, you totally agree. That's why you're back. (laughs) And if you're new to the Redefining Wealth community, to the family, welcome to you. So honored to have you here a little non-traditional for a personal finance podcast, but we get the job done because everything that we talk about as it pertains to building wealth is looking at really the well-being you need to create in every area of your life. And so the Results Not Resolution series touched on our six pillars. And we've been talking about goals for the last several weeks. We've been talking about resolutions. We've talked about going beyond the norm and just doing a lot of things that might be ordinarily foreign to us. When we talked about our fitness goals for the year, I'm sure that the episode with Brandy Harvey might have really challenged you. I'm sure it did because I know Brandy and I work out quite often and it's challenged me to kind of 10x those goals that I have in the health area. Paul Brunson and the People Pillar and Egypt Sherrod from HGTV talked about the Space Pillar. I mean, she said some extreme things like clear everything out of a room and then only put back in what you need or love. I know that could be challenging, right? Tara with the Faith Pillar, she talked to us about ignoring the haters. And I know some of us can't wait to let our... our <laughs> Twitter fingers go to work or we can't wait to get in those comments or or have some type of rebuttal for folks or there was so much that entire series was so rich so again if you didn't listen definitely go back but if you did I know and even if you didn't and you've been setting goals and new year's resolutions that are just stretching you I know that knowing you need to buckle down and get stuff done is great, right? But then narrowing down, as I hope you've been doing with me over the last several weeks, exactly what you need to do is phenomenal. Like that's taking it to the next level. But then trying to be your best in every area of your life so that you can get closer to living the life, building the wealth, having the financial freedom you deserve, it can be overwhelming, right? It can be overwhelming. Let's just be honest, especially the way that I approach wealth because, you know, I might be one of few personal finance experts who are categorized as such, who really challenge you to not just think about money, who challenge you to go beyond and think about how you can enhance all these other areas of your life and then how that inevitably leads to more money. And so if you've never had anyone challenge you in this way, it can be extremely overwhelming. I totally get it. I always say I'm in this with you. I don't feel like some person that's who's off on some mountaintop and they've arrived and they know everything. No, we are in this together. We're building a community 
of people who want to do this together. We want to share best practices. We want to share what works, what doesn't work for us. I really value that. That's why I love when you guys comment, when you send me messages, when you share. I love that because we're sharing information. And so today, I don't think it'll be a long episode, but I want to share with you what has been working for me and what I've been committed to creating in my own life. Because again, you know, you may have listened to one of the Results Not Resolutions episodes maybe once, maybe twice, but I interviewed them and then listened to them for the first go round and then had it edited and then listened again and then just listened again <laughs> because they were so good and they're challenging me to become my best self, which is what I believe you want if you're here. And so that can be overwhelming. But there's two words that I have learned to add to my goals more consistently. I started some time ago, but then I started being selective about where I would use it and where I wouldn't. And that's actually probably a future episode, why we're so selective with what we're willing to surrender. I I think I'm really going to do something on that. I've been really searching myself quite a bit lately, and I think you could probably get value out of that. But For today, for this episode, I really want to talk about what those two words are and their grace and ease. And here's what I know to be true for myself. Many times I've been timid about executing a goal, no matter how amazing I thought it would be, no matter how much money I thought it could make or what the outcomes were I I believed it could do. But I've been timid about moving forward sometimes, if I'm honest because I knew that it might bring an additional burden that I didn't desire. And if you're honest, maybe there are things that you want to do or you want to go after, but you don't because you think, oh my gosh, additional stress. It'll be additional struggle, additional strife. I'm just not with that right now. Can we be honest? And you know what I mean. You know that sometimes you have a a wonderful idea. It's like your million dollar idea one moment, right? And then the next moment you're like, but do I really want to do all of that? (laughs) You're like, ooh, that's going to take too much time. Ooh, I already have to drop my kids off all over the place. I'm already playing a chauffeur and a nurse and all these other roles I play as a mother. Like I could do that, but then what will it require? And let's be real. Sometimes the idea of what is required is like, I'd rather stay comfortable. I'd rather stay comfortable. What I'm doing works. I make great money. Whatever those things are for you. I like my coworkers. This situation isn't that bad. Other people have it worse. (laughs) You know how we do. We start to talk ourselves out of it almost as quickly as we talked ourselves in, right? You might ask yourself, when will I find the time or the energy or the resources And then before you know it, again, you've talked yourself out of your million-dollar idea. And I have been there. I had a multi-million-dollar idea a couple years ago in particular. I have several (laughs) all the time. And if you're an entrepreneur, you totally know what that's like. You're always coming up with something. But I had something amazing a couple years ago. But there was purpose in my procrastination. That might be another episode because... I procrastinated, and I'm not a procrastinator. 
Like if I drag my feet in something, there's usually something there. And that's a whole nother story. But there was a piece there about in my mind, I made it so hard. I made it so difficult before I ever gave it a chance. And then I saw someone in my space come behind me, execute it like a year later, and it is thriving and flourishing. And I am so proud of them and so happy for them. But it does make you go, why did I make it so hard? Right? And I'm being honest. Why did I make it so hard? And I really do believe that that's the tendency we have. Like when we don't have clarity around something, especially when there's so many unknowns and there's so many factors that we're just not clear of, we overcomplicate things. We make it so much harder. Even with launching this podcast, if you would have asked me before, I would have told you it takes 39 different things to make it happen. And the reality is once I sought out the help of a coach, shout out to my podcast coach, Vernon Ross. Like once I enlisted the help of a coach and I was clear about what I actually did need. It's like all the pieces fell into place. And you know that's how it goes because how many times have you made something so difficult and then you saw someone come come from behind and they just knocked it out? And it's easy to be like, well, they're smarter than me. Well, they know more people. They this, they that. What if the truth is your attitude towards a process will determine your success with it? You say that again. What if your attitude towards a process will determine the success with it? What if you didn't go into things first thinking of how stressful it's going to be, how much struggle you're going to have, where is this going to come from, where is that going to come from? What if your first step was really just to determine that you were going to do this with grace and ease and that you were going to simplify this down, no matter how difficult it could appear to be, simplify it down to something that you could tackle one piece at a time. Hmm? Wouldn't that be awesome? And so when we talk about grace and ease, grace is one definition, the condition or fact of being favored. Think about that. The condition or fact of being favored. Think about your goals and your resolutions right now. What if you looked at each one and just said, I'm already favored for this. I'm favored. If I'm favored, it just is what it is. Another uh, definition is about being divinely given talent or blessed. So even though you don't know what the whole staircase looks like, what if you're like, you know what? I am divinely blessed to just take the next best step in this. I know that to get to the ultimate vision, there's going to be maybe 20 steps. But you know what? I can't worry about steps 18, 19, and 20. Right now, I'm conditioned for favor with steps one, two, and three. I have been divinely given talent or blessing for steps one, two, and three, and all I'm going to do is focus on that. What if that's how you approached your goals, right? And ease, the absence of difficulty or effort. Ease is the absence of difficulty or effort. Now, obviously, we all have some big things we're trying to accomplish this year. I get it. I am definitely not one for saying sit back and relax and Money and jobs and opportunities are going to fall out of the sky. You know, I don't operate that way at all. It's obviously going to take work, right? We can't get away from that. But again, nothing has meaning except for the meaning that we assign to it. And so if you want to add to each and every one of your goals that it will be done with grace and ease, you have the right to do that. 
Because we don't get what we want. We get what we believe. And if we believe that this is going to come with grace and ease, then why can't it? That's why I start asking myself, who said it had to be hard? Who said I had to struggle? Who said this would be stressful? If those are the things that I fear already, then why don't I just set it up in a way so that it's simplistic and doesn't even go that far, doesn't go that route? Because it's not that someone is smarter than you. It's not that they're brighter than you. It's not that they have a better family background or a better education or any of that. Maybe they've chosen to perceive a task as easy and you've made it hard. We've made it hard. And that's exactly why my word for this year is simplicity. You may have heard me say it. I think it was in Egypt Sherrod's episode. I talked about simplicity when we were talking about space. But that really applies to every area of my life. It is literally the guiding word for my year. And I realized for myself that I have a tendency, sometimes too much education and too much training can backfire on you and be a bit of a burden. Because when you know so much and you've seen so much, your mind just tends to overcomplicate things. That's why being around children is so wonderful. Because they don't have a fear of all these what ifs and all these potential failures and stuff. You just go for it. And I think in my first business, when I owned the real estate and mortgage company with my then boyfriend, now husband, and that was a seven-figure business, I think a lot of it came from the fact that we didn't overcomplicate things. We had no idea. Now, obviously, that's why we had a little turnaround during the recession, but we just didn't even know that that was a thing. And we were going for it. We were buying all kind of property and we had 16 people working with us and between the licensed professionals, real estate agents and loan officers. And we had our processor and our escrow officer and assistants and stuff. Like if I was who I am now, I would have been so much more cautious. But in the same respect, I don't think I would have had the level of success that I achieved. And the only reason I take risks now is because I do know what I saw then. Like I've been there and done that. But I understand that if you're further along in life and you haven't been used to taking big risks, how scary it is. And I think that for you too, adding with grace and ease to every goal that you set this year could really make the difference because it can get you out of your head and into walking with expectancy which was also a phenomenal, phenomenal episode you might want to go back to. I'll link to it. So I want to give you an example. I don't know if you've chosen a word for this year. Again, mine's is simplify. And I want to read it to you. And I don't know what you do with goals. We've never really talked about how to set up your specific goals. I do quarterly goals. I have an annual vision. I have a vision for the year but I break my goals down quarterly. And I've talked to you about this before too. I don't give myself all year to get something done. I give myself essentially 12 weeks to get a lot of this stuff done. And so this is the statement though that I have at the top of my quarterly goals. And I read this every morning and it says, my one word is simplify. My intention this year is to simplify every area of my life. To do this, I'm committed to reducing clutter of any kind, delegating efficiently, and creating as many automated systems as possible to help me reach my goals. In simplifying, I'm declaring 
that I will go with the flow and not against it. I will complete tasks with grace and ease and stop making things harder than they have to be. I will untie relationships that aim to complicate or create unnecessary chaos in my personal or professional life and reignite the genuine relationships that give me life. I aim to do less, understanding that mastery of fewer things is much more impactful and profitable than doing multiple things (laughs) half-assed. And this is what I read every morning. And I wanted to share that with you because so often, again, I think people approach us as an audience um, from like this mountaintop experience and they don't really dig deep into sharing what they actually do. And that's one of the things I actually do. I am actually committed to adding grace and ease to every goal that I have this year. And I read this statement every day because I know me, I know Patrice, and I know that she has a tendency to overcomplicate things, but you can't live your life that way. You can't live your life that way because you will overcomplicate something and be waiting for perfection that's never going to come. And I really do believe that progress beats perfection. And I believe that who we have on our team and who we allow in our space is critical. And if they are complicating things or making things just unnecessarily chaotic, that that is taking away from the larger vision. It's taking away from the quarterly goals that I need to get accomplished. And I read it every day because I do. I I stack my day up against this statement that I've read to you. I measure it against it. And I think about the people I've spoken to. I think about the opportunities that have come my way. I think about the projects that I'm looking to start or any projects that, you know, people have tried to bring my way. And I look at it in terms of this. One, does it go with my overall vision for the year? Two, am I going to be able to execute my quarterly goals as I want to if I engage in any of these things? And three, can this be done with grace and ease? Can I make it so that this is done with grace and ease? Because if it's complicated unnecessarily, I'm not scared of hard things. I'm scared of people who make things complicated for no reason, including myself, right? If it's going to be all that, it's not worth it because my goal is to master fewer things. My goal is to master fewer things as opposed to giving minimal effort to many things and not being the best version of myself I can be. And so if you're new here and you've hung on this far, (laughs) I thank you. I hope you subscribe and, and hang in there with us. But you might be asking yourself, well, how does this build to wealth? This was called redefining wealth. It's not what I was anticipating, but here, here's the truth. And this is simple for me. I believe that it's not that you don't have the financial life you want because you don't know enough. You probably know enough, but I believe that many times you might think it's too hard to get there. You might think it's too difficult. It's too stressful. It'll take way too much away from your family. It'll take too much time you don't have. If you've heard before, it takes money to make money, you might say, I don't have the resources to even make more money to get to where I want to go. And all of those things become an excuse to not go for more. And when you don't go for more, you'll never have the wealth that you desire. 
you'll never have the wealth that you desire. Besides a lottery winner, show me one person who I don't necessarily consider and lump into this, but besides a lottery winner, who do you know that's wealthy that didn't go for more? I don't know anyone. All the people that I know that are wealthy, the many people that I've interviewed for this podcast, they are out here getting it in. They're getting it in. And if acknowledging that you want things to be done with grace and ease is going to help you focus your goals a little better, then why not add that to the mix so that you can continue to get it in, but in a way that feels good for you and serves you. And I don't know about you, but that's what I'm committed to. I'm committed to doing everything on my vision board and my goal list for this year with grace and ease. And I can tell you, because I've been practicing more specifically the last several weeks, there's just a different level of peace that comes with that because my no game is so much stronger (laughs) My ability to weed out people who don't fit is so much quicker. I have been so on top of it. And it's also allowed me to have more deliberate conversations with people where I'm not timid to go straight in and be like, okay, here's the deal. Here's what my expectation was. And here's where we are and what can we do to fix it or to agree that we're not a fit. And Being that way is helping me get laser focused and it's helping me cut through any extra BS and get to what I need and therefore be light years ahead of where I think I would normally be at this point. And so I want to invite you to try it. Just try it. Just take one of your goals and start to say it with grace and ease. You know, whatever that is. I will be offered the job of my dreams with grace and ease. With grace and ease. I will be buying my first rental property this year with grace and ease. I will be starting my consulting practice this year with grace and ease. Whatever that looks like for you. I will be saving $10,000 for the first time in my life with grace and ease. And I think that the more we put that out there, the more it shifts our attitude. It shifts our level of expectancy. It shifts our conversations, our inner dialogue, and the ones we have with the people around us. It shifts how we set our systems up, how we delegate, how we declutter and get things out of our way so we can focus. It really has such a powerful impact And so that's what is changing the game for me. I would love to hear from you. What have you added to your goals, if anything, that you feel like is really making the difference this year? I've given you six phenomenal, phenomenal people with the Results Not Resolution series. I have been pouring into you. Now I want to hear from you. (laughs) So you can find me at redefiningwealthpodcast.com. And to click on this episode, drop me a note in the comments. Let me know if you're going to use grace and ease in your goals this year or what you are using that you think would be beneficial to myself or to the audience. Because if you leave me something good, I'm going to share it with everyone and I will give you credit. But that's what I want is just a community of 
folks who are looking to redefine wealth in their lives, and we are sharing best practices and resources and all that great stuff. I'm also going to drop a link in the show notes to my free private Facebook group where we share resources as well. And I pop in there from time to time and do Facebook lives and all that stuff. So if you want to have a face to put with the voice, you can join me there on Facebook or hit me up in social media. I'm everywhere. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Seek Wisdom PCW. And just tell me with grace and ease, and I'm going to know that you listen to this episode. You can share your goal too. I would love to know and support you in that. And before I get out of here, I have to give a special shout out to our winner of Dr. Kimbrough's The Wealth Choice book giveaway from last week. We put your names in a random picker and the winner is Lakeisha Woodard. Congratulations. You are the lucky winner. And send me a DM on Instagram, Seek Wisdom PCW, with your mailing address and I'll get it out to you this week. But until next time, I want you to live your life's purpose, find fulfillment, and earn more without ever chasing money. Talk to you later. Bye.